0: episode 4, and today I'm going to be reviewing book 2 of the Birthmarked trilogy by Kara M. O'Brien. But before I get started, I just want to say thank you for your patience, and thank you for listening. I see that I have a few regulars, and that really warms my heart. I apologize for the inconsistent updates. I was in a really horrible car accident New Year's Eve, which left me with way more PTSD than I wanted in 2019, and no car. So, I just have a little bit too much on my plate, and hopefully I can start getting back into more regular updates. Um, and if I can just take a really quick second to make a public announcement... It is never okay to drink and drive. The person that hit me hit me at 6.30 at night. Children or animals could have still been outside. And while I'm glad that I'm okay and that the driver didn't kill anyone, this is still a really serious issue. If you drink Even if you're underage, which I'm not condoning, I do not condone underage drinking, I just know that it happens, and that doesn't excuse anybody from the consequences of drinking and driving. So if you drink, don't drive. Hand somebody your keys. Walk. Plan on something else. And if you don't have the money for an Uber, don't want to walk because it's too cold out, don't want to hand somebody your keys, then don't do it. Really. I'm serious. Um, it's literally not worth the thousands of dollars of damage or the blood on your hands if you kill someone. And the only reason this kid didn't kill me was because I know how to drive defensively. My car was so small and so compact that I would have slid right under his, com- his lifted truck and been smashed into pieces. So, just think about that. Anyway. So as I said, the title of the book is prized. This is the second book in the First March trilogy by Kara M. O'Brien. This one was published in 2011 by Roaring Brook Press. This would be classified in science fiction or dystopian fiction, with young adult and romance mixed in. The page count is 356 pages. I can't really say whether or not that's true. That's just what I'm getting from her website. I listened to this on an audiobook, and I know that it was a several-hour read or listen. So Prize starts up where Birthmark left off, as most sequels do. Gaia leaves her town of Worfton with her baby sister and escapes into the Wasteland. The Wasteland is a desert that people don't really survive in. It's kind of O'Brien's way of... Um, keeping the nuclear fallout world-ending stuff um, in the present, because it's it's not going to go away, but it's also not as serious as I would think a nuclear fallout would be. Uh, she basically goes out with the barest of supplies, which is the stupidest thing I've seen Daya do. And she ends up being rescued by a man on a horse and taken to a mysterious desert place. Um, this place is called Asylum, like Asylum, but without the A. It's a dystopian society that's ruled by women. And the unique thing about this is that there are so few women and so many men. So the women are. For lack of a better term, coveted and prized. Um, While she is living there, Gaia has to submit to the very strict code of conduct that is imposed by the matriarch Olivia. Some of these codes include that all women must have children. If they refuse, they will be cast out of the village and not be allowed to marry. If you're a widow, then you must remarry and continue to have children in hopes of having a girl. Otherwise, other types of codes are things like she has to be accompanied places to ensure that her virtue is not obstructed, and that there's no rule-breaking. And one of the most controversial of all is that abortions are illegal. Um, Gaia doesn't really follow this rule. She helps at least two girls have an abortion. And one of the other rules that I thought was just strange was that the matriarch makes all unmarried women live in the lodge with her, which is just too much for me. Gaia starts to kind of figure out why the men outpopulate the women. This is a really science-linked part to the distant past, and it gets revealed really slowly, so it was kind of one of those things that made me want to keep reading. Uh, I like This is really interesting, and I'm not going to spoil it. Gaia gets an unexpected surprise from her past that changes the trajectory of the story. Gaia is forced yet again to stand up for what she believes in and learns that justice is a sacrifice. Which I would have thought was a lesson she learned in the last book, but I guess not. Maybe some people just need to learn some things twice. I guess your mom and your dad being killed don't really teach you to stand up for justice, but whatever, Gaia. There were a lot of things about this plot that were extremely predictable, which made things way too slow for me, but there were some aspects that were really captivating. I didn't hate this book as much as I did the first book, but there were, again, several times where I felt like Gaia could have been stronger. And yes, by that I do mean violence. I know that there are times to be violent and times to be soft, but Gaia needed to be a lot harder on her opponents. She flat out doesn't know how to fight for what she wants. She only fights for what she thinks she can win. There were a lot of reviews that stated how this book really disappointed people, and I agree with those. And normally in this section, I would put other people's reviews and read them to kind of show other viewpoints, but because there was just an astronomical amount of disappointed and hateful, spiteful reviews, I didn't feel comfortable putting them in because these podcasts aren't meant to tear books down, they're just meant for my opinion, and that's why I put other reviews in to sort of ground it out so you're not just getting full blast hatred for a book. Um, there were a couple things, like I said, that I did like, mostly the scientific side that that is really what kept me reading and I don't ever want to spoil books, so you'll just have to read it yourself. Everybody deserves a chance to read this book for themselves and decide whether or not you like it. I agree, I don't think it's a very great book, and I definitely wouldn't read it again unless I was reading it with or to a younger person who likes dystopian novels, but isn't ready for full nuclear fallout disaster. And by that I mean like buildings on fire, zombies for mutilation, and you know, the typical things that regular adults understand come with nuclear fallout. This is a really soft book in my mind, which isn't a bad thing. It's just not my style. And Hopefully there are a lot more people out there in the world that enjoyed this because it was really well put together. I just can't really seem to find any reviews to quote for this section that portray that. everybody reads and how much they hate it. I gave this book a 4 out of 5 stars mostly because with the first book it wasn't captivating enough for me to listen to it on end for days and I very easily put the book down. That is a definite star breaker for me. I need to be picked up by a book and not put down. That book means to jump off the shelf and take me by my hair and drag me to my corner and make me read it until it's finished. And this book didn't do that. It was sort of like, hey, I'm a book. You should read me. But if you don't, it's fine. And those aren't the kind of books I like. Books that make me read. I would really recommend this book for a younger audience, as a 22 year old woman. This was not in my speed category. Like I've said before, Game of Thrones really revved me up for violence and serious plot twists. This was more subtle and calm than I'm used to. It would be a good book for either upper middle school or lower high school, maybe even younger. If you're interested in reading this book, you can read it for yourself on your Kindle for $9.22 or for a hardcover copy at one ninety nine or a paperback for $9.99 on Amazon. You can also purchase this book from Barnes and Noble at sixteen ninety nine for a hardcover, eleven sixty nine for a paperback, and nine twenty two for a Nook copy and twenty nine ninety nine for the audiobook version. This is going to conclude my review of Prized by Kara and Brian. And if you have a book that you love or that you've read recently and would like me to review it, send me an email at mavenpage at gmail.com. That's spelled N-A-E-V-Y-N-P-A-I-G-E at gmail.com. And please mark it with the subject line of Maven's Bookshelf. Please be sure to include the title and the author please feel free to send me an email in the comments about this episode, or if you've also read this book. Also, please, 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 please please don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform, and follow my page on Facebook, Maven's Bookshelf, exactly like it is on the podcast platform. And I'm serious about that. I would really love to hear from my listeners. It looks like there is a few of you. Please come find me. Let's chat. Somebody help me orchestrate this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to Maven's Bookshelf. Check in for the next episode where I will be reviewing the third and final book of the Birthmarked Trilogy, Promised.